Welcome to Cultivating Community in the Guide to Awesomeness podcast, powered by Coldwell Banker Ronan Realty. Join us as we explore how to unleash your inner awesomeness while we uncover the treasures of our communities. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Guide to Awesomeness. Today, I'm joined by Marianne, the Operations Manager of Sheldon Creek Dairy. Welcome, Marianne. Thank you for having me. We're so excited to have you here today. So first thing is I'm going to read your biography and tell everybody about you so they understand more about you and Sheldon Creek. So Marianne Edward was raised on a dairy farm in Loretto, Ontario. In 2012, her family opened an on-farm dairy processing facility, Sheldon Creek Dairy. They currently farm 600 acres, milk 75 dairy cows, and process the herds of milk into non-homogized milk, yogurt, kefir, and launch the first A2 milk in Canada. Their various dairy products, which are sold across central and southern Ontario. Sheldon Creek Dairy also has a farm store where you can find produce, baked goods, giftware, and all the essentials throughout the year, and they run various events at the farm. Marianne returned to the family farm after completing two teaching terms in the Arctic to help involve the growing family business. She is now the operations manager at Sheldon Creek Dairy. Marianne is focused on showcasing the role agriculture has on everyday lives and positively influencing consumers' perception by directly engaging with them and building relationships with customers, retail owners, and local organizations. My first question for you is, can you share more about your journey from teaching in the object to returning to the family farm? And how did that experience shape your perspective Absolutely. If you had have asked me 25 years ago if I'd ever be living on a farm and be a farmer, I would say absolutely not. I always thought farming was a wonderful thing that my family did, and I really enjoyed growing up within that, but I wanted to be a teacher. So I always thought, I'm not going to be a farmer. I'm going to be a teacher. And I was the black sheep. All my family went to Guelph University. Uh, I went to Nipissing, and I did my undergrad there in geography and music. And then I did my teaching degree after. Teaching is a wonderful profession, but there's something that happens to you as a farm kid. And probably as just a a business owner's child, there's this entrepreneurial spirit that's just built into you. And it's because you watch your parents put in those hard hours and go through the challenges and successes of running a business. And it's a very rewarding thing as a child. You don't realize it until you're later in your teenage years or adulthood. But what I realized is that when I went to Nipissing and then went to, to Nunavut, that it was still missing something. It was that, you know, the reward at the end of the day that you had accomplished something very challenging. I had an amazing group of students and an amazing school that I worked at, but the Arctic is pretty far away. So I was first in a place called Repulse Bay and then moved to the Baffin Islands up in Pangerton, which is uh, actually it's like in the northern part of the Baffin Islands. So the rule in our family is that you have to leave for four years before you're allowed to come home. And the reason being is that it gives you a lot of great tools that you can learn by working for other people. And then if it really is for you, you'll know after four years and uh, there's an opportunity to come home. And so um, both my sister and I are both home on the farm, our home farm now. Uh, Both of my brothers are very involved in the agricultural industry. My one brother, Andy, has a dairy farm with his wife's family, actually, in Fergus. And my oldest brother is a hoof trimmer. So he travels all over Ontario and uh, has traveled a lot across the world hoof trimming cattle's feet. So he's like a manicurist, but for cows. (laughs) But the experience was amazing. 
I think that there's such a wonderful opportunity to go and explore the world when you're younger. And then when you do come home, you can appreciate the community in which you grew up in. You know, when we're here and I went to Banting and I was like, oh, I got to get out of Alston. And then you leave and you come back and you have this like great appreciation for your community. And I think that's it's really important that you go out and explore and then come home and that way you can appreciate it. Yes. Understand, know that this is where you want to be. Absolutely. Home. Those are such great words. Sheldon Creek Dairy is known for producing a whole bunch of dairy products. <laughs> but being the first to launch an A2 milk in Canada, what led this decision to focus on that and all your other dairy products and how has the market responded? Innovation is key to the success of any small to medium-sized business, especially in today's day and age. You know, we are as business owners facing lots of different unique challenges because of the marketplace. When we decided to start the on-farm processing, it wasn't about just being another milk on the shelf. It was about connecting the consumer to that bottle of milk, where that milk came from, the processes that went through, even back to meeting the cow that that milk came from. Yeah, And that's why we do those educational events. The A2 milk side of things is actually when my sister was in Australia. So she was actually doing a exchange on another dairy farm. And so she did it for a full year in Australia. And we would have Sunday afternoon meetings that we'd, you know, call her and she'd tell us all about what she's been up to all week. And sometimes she would bring different grocery store products that she found, like our coffee milk that we make is actually because that's a very popular product in Australia. Yeah. So it's actually a year-round product. A coffee milk is year-round and so is strawberry there. Yeah. But yeah, so she had brought this milk to our little family meeting and our family chat. And she's like, it's so funny. They say that people who are lactose intolerant or have milk sensitivities can supposedly drink this. And to be honest, as a family, we all laughed. We're like, what a great marketing ploy, you know? But it was something that was unique about it is that it started to really, you know, gain some force uh, when we started to do some research. So A2 milk is actually something that's been around for a very long time. Uh, In India, for example, the Jezzy cow is just a natural producer of A2, A2 milk. However, in the last 150 years, within like just the dairy industry itself, it doesn't matter what kind of breed it is, they've all been affected by a a genetic change. When that happened, people became a little bit more challenged to actually digesting the protein in milk. And so it's not the sugar that we're talking about. So it's not the lactose intolerance in the milk. It's actually the protein. It's a different protein that our cows produce that make the A2A2 milk. Yeah. So when we, my sister actually came home, we decided that we're going to build a robotic barn. So our cows actually milk themselves whenever they want. Oh. They live way better lives than I think the average human some days. Um, they get treated very nicely and uh, have, yeah, they have wonderful lives. So when we built the robot barn, we decided that, you know, if we're going to invest in this technology and we're going to build a new barn, let's think about how we can segregate the milk from cows that are A2A2 milk uh, versus cows that are like conventional. Right. And so our robotic uh, system, there's two different lines. So a cow will go in to go milk whenever she feels like it. She actually wears what we would consider like in, as humans, a Fitbit. But she wears it around her neck and it tracks um, how many, you know, how many steps she's had in a day, how many jaw movements, which is actually how you tell how happy a cow is. Oh, interesting. It can check her temperature. It tells us a lot of things about that cow and how she's experiencing her day. And so when she goes in to get milked, it actually 
on that GPS unit, it will say if she's an A2, A2 producer or if she's an A1, A2 producer. Wow, this is amazing. When the cow goes in, then it will segregate that milk to the proper tank. And so there's never any cross-contamination between the A1 and the A2 milk. And that's really important because it's like a peanut allergy. Yeah. There's lots of people that have like such a severe allergy to protein and milk, to the A1 protein, that they cannot drink that milk. So it's important for us to treat it like a peanut allergy. And so we make sure that there's never any cross-contamination between the two different different milks. Oh, that's amazing. That's really nice to hear. It sounds like a lot of work. Yeah. I mean, it was a lot of research, but I would say like in terms of the market, there's probably hasn't been another product that has given the same type of feeling of reward. Um, When someone comes in and says, you know, I haven't been able to drink milk in the last 20 years and I've been trying to drink different alternatives. It's just not the same. And they're able to drink milk again. And then they come back again and again. And we see them on a weekly basis or, you know, when customers write us little emails saying like, thank you so much. My, My daughter came off of breast milk and she hasn't been able to drink milk, but now I can get her on your milk. It's been wonderful to hear. And that's what I did, actually. I'm with my kids. Yeah. I had them on your A2 milk. Awesome. And then formula and breastfeeding, I was kind of a mix of it. So they went straight to A2 because I read such good reviews on it and how it's easier for them to digest instead of giving them straight like 3% milk. So it's so hard on their little tummies. So us as humans, we are actually A2, A2 producers. And so are buffalo. And so are sheep and so are goats. Oh, interesting. Um, And so cows were, but because of the genotyping change, that's why... It's it's now like we're starting to segregate. You're, you're starting to see that segregation within the marketplace. Oh, interesting. <laughs> so what is one of your favorite um, products at Sheldon Creek? Bell? I read this question and I was like, whoa, what a loaded question. Okay, so I've got a couple. Am I allowed a couple? Sure, of course. We have 45% cream. Okay. Decadent, the most delicious like cream you can put in your coffee. You only need a little dribble. It's also beautiful for whipping, but it's like a traditional 45% cream, no carrageenan, just straight up old school cream. Awesome product. For those of you who have digestive system uh, issues, kefir is a wonderful probiotic. 14 different active probiotic cultures. Uh, It comes in lots of different flavors. Mine is definitely peach. Um, My kids eat this every day. I actually put it into popsicle molds. And then just pull them out and hand them to my kids when they feel like a popsicle and they don't even realize that, uh, you know. Yeah, they know those health benefits. Exactly. Oh, that's a really good idea. We've got a small batch aged cheddar that has like the most amazing intense flavor and it's great as like a nibbling cheese or on a charcuterie board. And lastly, I would say probably our flavored milk line. So we're doing right now, we've got chocolate mint, uh, strawberry milk, and we also have a vanilla chai. Eggnog is, of course, always popular at Christmas. We do roll it back out at Easter some years. But yeah, the flavored milk program has been a lot of fun because every month we change it up. Yeah, I see that on all your social media. Yeah. There's always something new and you do your giveaways. It makes a mean milkshake. So yeah, so I would say that's probably my other one. Oh, that's awesome. And who doesn't like cheese either? So Oh, absolutely. So if you were to describe Sheldon Creek, dairy in three words what would they be and why innovative sustainable local community minded i love it and why do those words come to mind innovative because um i think there's something really unique about the agricultural industry in the last probably 15 20 years we are adapting to technology very very quickly yes 
And it's something that's very uh, much a passion for my sister and myself is to be on top of these innovations because we are getting more data about, you know, our land, our crops, our cows, our equipment that we've never been able to see before. And we can make better decisions, better decisions for, you know, the animals, better decisions for our maintenance programs, better decisions for the land. And we, we farm 600 acres. It's not like there's any more land being made. No. And I mean, I'm not saying that the growth of our community isn't, isn't right, but I am saying that it's really important that the farmland that we do have, we need to make sure that we are sustainably farming it as farmers. We need to, to take that on and to make sure that we're adding the right nutrients and that we're able to continue to farm this land for a long, long time. I have three little boys at home. Who knows if either any of them, all three of them are going to want to farm, but we do think like that. You know, we have to make sure that this farm and this business is viable so that if they do decide that they want to come home, that there's something there for them. So sustainability, innovation, innovation, just, you know, new products to market so that milk is not just milk anymore, but milk is fun. (laughs) And it's nutritious and delicious. And whether you choose to drink our milk or not, there's something very proud about the dairy industry in Canada. You know, you'll never have any antibiotics or hormones in your Canadian milk. You do have to make sure you look for the, the little blue cow that's on the bottle. But it's also important to be innovative in terms of the way that we think. Right. Sustainability, like I said, you know, just having that strong emphasis on sustainable and environmental practices. And that that is our responsibility. Uh, and lastly, local. Not just being another, you know, milk on the shelf, but that local emphasis is on our community and our commitment to that community. Um, whether it's here where our milk is being sold or it's in, you know, Midland or downtown Toronto, those are all communities that our product is sold. We donate a lot to food banks in Ontario. That's a big part of what we do. We are really trying to minimize food waste as well. Yeah, that's a big issue within the industry and and we see that. So that's a big one for us is to make sure that the product is going to the food bank before it's like close to best before so that they have a long enough life that they can, you know, also be transporting it to other communities for their food banks. That's amazing. That's so nice to hear. Yeah. I mean, we've got a really wonderful organization here in Alliston and um, now they're really helping to reach out to other food banks as well. So that's really great to see. It's really unique, though, I will say about the local side, is that when we first started, we were written up in the Toronto Star and a full page article about Sheldon Creek Dairy, and we didn't realize it was coming. And it was wonderful because we gained a lot of brand recognition in in Toronto and the GTA. But if you ask the average person in Alliston about Sheldon Creek Dairy, they have no idea who we are. And they won't even know that we have a farm store just outside of town that has produce and literally everything you would need for your grocery stop, grocery shop, right? That's something that I always found mind-boggling. But at the same time, I understand like when we first started, we focused on, you know, who was loudest. And we heard that from the GTA in the Toronto area. And that's why a lot of our retailers, uh, retail partners started down there. Interesting. But now it's like, you know, we came to this realization like a year ago, we entered into the potato festival and then all these people started coming out to the farm and we're like, whoa, this is so crazy. People don't know about us. And we're literally seven kilometers from town. 
Like it's not far. So yeah, so now we're definitely, I think like we're just so much more interested in spending time on getting our word out there that we're here, that we're here in town and that we're well, just outside of town and that we'd love for you to come to see what we're, what we're up to, whether it's for an event or, you know, come get a really great ice cream or a milkshake on the weekend with your kids, but just to, to know that we're here. Yeah, that's great. I love it. And I do see you at a lot more community events and yeah. things of that. So it's definitely nice to see you out there. <laughs> what event are you most excited for in 2024? And what draws you to it? There's 43 employees that work for Sheldon Creek Dairy and Hamby Farms. And of all of us, I think there's like 20 something that are musicians. Wow. So pretty cool. Myself, I was, uh, I'm a classically trained opera singer. Uh, so is my sister. We've got, yeah, we've got, yeah, the cows used to listen to us sing all the time. <laughs> they were the greatest audience. <laughs> we've got one of the guys at the barn that goes and, you know, drums on the drums at my sister's barn on the weekends. You can hear him, you know, playing some tunes over there. We've got an amazing guitarist. Yeah, like there's some really cool musicians that are, that are at the farm uh, and on our team. And so this upcoming year, we will be launching live music on the patio on Sundays. And so we got our liquor license in September um, and we are carrying uh, Ontario made product only. So it's pretty cool because there's some really unique products that we have right here in Ontario that maybe you wouldn't see at the LCBO. We're focused on getting people just to come and enjoy the countryside. That's amazing. You know, take a little bit of music in, you know, gather some friends up and come and enjoy, you know, the afternoons on the farm. We have our days on the farm, which are just so much fun. I mean, we all look forward to it. Last year, we did five of them because we hadn't done them in so long. So we're going to be doing some more days on the farm this year. Uh, And fortunately, we've got some really great businesses that help us to, you know, make that happen. And so, yeah, so we've got those coming up again this year. We do have some new events that we'll be launching as well, which are more food centralized, beer and cheese specifically. So we'll be having some like neat events that maybe you haven't seen, we haven't we haven't done in the past. We've got our, of course, our Easter egg hunt and we'll have our days on the farm still too. Amazing. That's so much fun. I love it. I'm looking forward to seeing them all. Yeah. Farm life often involves unexpected adventures. What's the most memorable or amusing incident that has occurred on the dairy farm and how did it turn into a positive experience? Absolutely. My day is never boring. So I was laughing at this uh, question, but I would say like the most memorable which I'll never, ever, ever, ever live down is um, Neapolitan milk. <laughs> the story of Neapolitan milk. So when I first came home, my mom and my dad hadn't been away for more than like four days since they were married. So since their uh, wedding. And so when myself, uh, when I came home, my sister came home shortly after. And so they decided they were going to go on a trip. 10 days, big, big deal. Uh, they went out to Alberta. And of course, like all farmers do, when you go on a holiday, you go and see other farmers and uh, check out their farms and their dairies and see how things are going. So it was a production day. We were making milk, chocolate milk, and they were making strawberry milk. And uh, we had a swing line, which like went from one tank to another. And you had to swing it over to the new tank when you're ready to change the type. Well, I forgot to change the swing line from the chocolate to the strawberry or the strawberry to the chocolate. I can't remember now. (laughs) And so a little bit of strawberry got into the chocolate milk, which was a total mistake. But I didn't even realize it at the time because it was such a small amount. We bottled off all the chocolate milk. We bottled off the strawberry milk. 
That afternoon, my sister had a 4-H meeting, so we always donated the chocolate milk to it. She brought the chocolate milk, and the kids were like, whoa, this chocolate milk tastes like ice cream. And my sister was like, oh, yeah, whatever. And the one kid was like, no, it tastes like strawberry and chocolate ice cream, like that stuff that's like the strawberry vanilla chocolate. And my sister's like, what? That's not what's supposed to taste like. So she tried it and um, was mortified because it tasted like that ice cream. I was in Toronto at the time um, and my sister called me and she's like, there's something wrong with the chocolate milk. And I'm like, what? What do you mean? (laughs) She's like, it tastes like strawberry and chocolate. I'm like, oh no, that's not what it's supposed to taste like. That afternoon we made up little tags and, you know, made it into this Oops, we've made a mistake. Uh, Napoleon Dynamite was a big thing at that time. So we like did a spoof with like him holding this like Neapolitan chocolate milk and was like, Tina, come get your strawberry chocolate milk. We made it all happen. Didn't tell my parents anything. That next day, my mom called. Oh, how's it going? Oh, yeah, things are great. She's like, so tell me about this Neapolitan chocolate milk. And I'm like, uh, well, there's 800 liters of it. We're already, we've already sold 300. Like, we're going to be okay. It's fine. And she's like, well, I just went to a dairy and they were like, oh, we just love what you guys are doing. It's so funny. And then my mom was like, what are you guys talking about? So they, I guess they pulled up like their Facebook and they were like, look at these hilarious things that you guys are doing. And my mom's like, yeah, I didn't know about that. Um, so anyway, needless to say, we weren't planning on ever making Neapolitan chocolate milk. And then every year for like three years, we would get these emails from customers begging us to bring this product back. So when we decided that we're going to do some new flavored milks, we were like, we should just, you know, actually make it a thing, make a nice, cool label and make it a legit monthly flavor that would come out. So we brought it up for Easter the one year and it sold out and it was, it's a mistake that was very entertaining at the time. Made us all super mortified as like to how my parents had gone away for the first time and we totally screwed it up. (laughs) Um, But all in all, it's uh, it's all worked out. Yeah. So that's probably the most amusing incident that we've had that's turned into a nice positive experience. That is definitely a positive experience for sure. (laughs) And it's great that you guys were able to take that aspect of it without your parents knowing, make it a big deal, blast the social media on it, and then look at look at that. Yes. (laughs) Now it's a popular. If you can invite any celebrity to spend a day at the farm, who would it be and why? And what activities would you plan for that celebrity to experience? Sure. Definitely Mary Berg. Mary's a good friend of ours as well. And it's been so cool to watch her become such a powerhouse. And she's such a wonderful human. I just, she's such a lovely person. Uh, Her and her husband came up to the farm, I guess, probably last summer. And she baked a cake and we sat in the pasture and ate cake and it was just so much fun. She's a really, she's a lot of fun. What would we do? We would probably like hang out in the plant and put her on the bottling line because she would definitely want to be put to work doing something. (laughs) I'd probably convince her to make a batch of her delicious chocolate chip cookies or maybe convince her to set up in my kitchen and make me a delicious meal and we'd give her all the stuff. So we've got like tons of stuff at the farm store. We sell, I think it's over 1,800 different products from Ontario. Amazing. Which is pretty cool. So when you come in, it's kind of like a local, you know, local market that you can find. I I shouldn't say local. It's not hyper local, but it's Ontario made products, which is kind of fun because like there's just a lot of products that people don't even know exist. And it's a lot of fun to work with those makers. So I would choose Mary Berg because she's been such a great supporter. But um, like I said, it's just been a lot of fun watching her grow. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. 
And then looking ahead, I know we spoke about some events and stuff and some new things that were happening there with the beer and cheese and all that fun stuff. So what are the goals or aspirations for Shilling Creek Dairy? How do you envision the farm evolving? I mean, we're always evolving. We're always um, changing. Right now, we actually have a customer uh, survey that we've just launched. So if you want to fill it out, uh, you can get a free uh, flavor of the month as well as a discount off your next cart or your next uh, stop. And so our customers are, we just, I feel like we have the best customers ever. We're so fortunate. Um, they're big supporters. You know, they're, they're on the sidelines being like, yeah, rah, rah, keep going. And that's really what drives us. But they also give us such great insight to what they're looking for. You know, understanding and knowing our customers is a big thing for us. And being able to cater to those needs. So I think like that's a big focus for us is just understanding, you know, what do our customers want and how can we make them really happy? I think the second to that is just getting people to know who we are, that we even exist. Um, We are still young. You know, the farm store has only been really around since the beginning of COVID. Prior to that, her farm store was a fridge, one fridge with just a couple bottles of milk in it for whoever was passing by. But now we have like a full on farm store and our brand is definitely, I would say, growing like our brand is out there. We have some amazing retail partners who showcase our product and believe in our product to put it on their shelves. And we're very fortunate for that. Um, so offering new products, new innovative products, you're going to see a couple of those coming out this upcoming year. Um, some of those will actually be coming out in glass containers because we're looking at the sustainability um, aspects. So we'll be um, doing some new products in glass jars. I think just innovation is key. It is. It really is. And I love how this customer survey you're letting in today's society right now, I find a lot of people love to voice their concern. Mm-hmm. So we're opening that up and hearing what they, they want or what they have to say, and then working to build your brand and contribute Absolutely. that way to the community is really great. Listening. It's important to listen. <laughs> we ask our guests that join us um, on our uh, podcast, three questions every episode. So the first one is, what is one thing that every person should do if they visit our community? We have the coolest foodie trail that I don't think actually anyone's really connected yet, but maybe some people, but we work very closely with quite a few local producers in this area. So I would suggest if you're coming to this area to first pop over to Breeden's Maple Syrup and definitely grab their 250 or go hard and get their four liter or their two liter jug of the best maple syrup ever. Head over to Rosemont General Store and grab a pack of tea biscuits and maybe a coffee or their pizzas are also amazing. And then stop on by the farm store and grab a ice cream and maybe a play on the playground and sit by or at this time of year, sit by the campfires and, you know, warm up with a hot chocolate. Head on over to Murphy's and grab some shortbread or amazing butter tarts as well. And then head to Beattie's Distillery and grab a bottle of vodka. (laughs) I love it. There's just like, there's such a cool little connection of neat producers in this area. We should be showcasing that because they are unique to this area and they're great. Everyone's got some really great products and we all work really well together, which is also awesome. We always say it's not about competition, it's about cooperation and about working together for that common goal. And I mean, we carry up pretty well all of their products in our farm store and they also carry ours, right? So it's, and when people come to us, we're like, oh, have you gone here and here and here yet? You should go there. 
it's a really like nice network that we have right here in our own community. I love that. It, it's so true. We have such a great community, great local businesses. So everybody check those out for sure. What makes your community feel like home? I love, I mean, our family, my family has been here since 1953. So we've seen a lot of changes. We know a lot of different families and different connections, right? Um, you meet someone new and you're like, oh, are you related to this person and this person and this person? I might have went to school with them or whatever that is. I love that. But I also love watching people move here. And we get to see that a lot at the farm store because they're exploring their new community and they're asking questions and we're able to like kind of tell them about our area, about our community and what they should go check out. My favorite is actually when they talk about the stars, how they can see the stars. And they haven't maybe, they've come from Brampton or they've come from south of here and there's a lot of light pollution. So they're just like so like astonished by the stars. I love the stars as well. In fact, I've got the app that like at two o'clock in the morning when I've got to go check the yogurt is ready. I, you know, shine that up to the sky and see what I can see, which is fun. But I also found that they're also, um, depending on where they have moved, they hear things like crickets and they don't know what they are, right? And I think that's so cool because I feel like that when I go to the city, right? Like they come to the country and they're like, what is this? And I go to the city and I'm like, what is that? What is this? And what is that? What's this feeling? What's the smell? So I think there's like something really unique about our community because we're close enough to the city that we feel that. But we're far enough from the city that we get to experience different things than the city. Yeah, I think there's something really unique about the Alston area because we are so centralized to a lot of this. Yeah. Oh, that's great. If you could write a chapter in the Guide to Awesomeness, what would the title be? It would be like chapter 58. Not because of the Super Bowl, but just chapter 58. And why 58? Because I feel like there's been so many chapters written before us in terms of our business and our farm. And this is just the next chapter that we're writing. And I think the chapter would be called Meet Your Farmer. I love that. Sheldon Creek Dairy, seven kilometers from Alston. Yeah. There we go. I love it. Come and see us. Everyone go to Sheldon Creek. If you haven't been there, go check it out. Thank you so much for joining us today, Marianne. Um, before we go, how can our audience reach out to you or connect with Sheldon uh, Creek Dairy and what social media channels are you on? We have a lot of fun on Instagram and Facebook. Uh, we sometimes have fun on TikTok, depending on the day. And so you can uh, find us on Instagram and Facebook at Sheldon Creek Dairy and at Sheldon Dairy. And then on uh, TikTok is at, at Sheldon Creek Dairy. And you can, of course, always come to the farm. We're open every day from uh, 10 until 6, Monday to Sunday and year round. Amazing. Thank you so much. And again, everybody go check out Sheldon Creek Dairy for all your produce, your milk, all your home goods. Check out the farm store, the farmyard and all their specialty events that are coming this year. Thank you. Thank you for joining me for another awesome episode. Whether you're already on the road to awesomeness or just starting out, be sure to join us next time for a dose of motivation, education, and entertainment.